Chapter 51 of Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years 1807-1808. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Memoirs of the Distinguished Men of Science of Great Britain, living in the years 1807 1808 by William Walker, Jr. Chapter 51 William H. Wollaston, Doctor of Medicine, President of the Royal Society, etc. Born August the 6th, 1766, died December the 22nd, 1828. William Hyde Wollaston was born at East Derham, a village 16 miles from Norwich. His father was an astronomer of some eminence, who, in the year 1800, published an extensive catalogue of the northern circumpolar stars. After a preparatory education, Wollaston entered at Keyes College, Cambridge, where he took the degree of Bachelor of Medicine in 1787, and that of Doctor of Medicine in 1793. Soon afterwards, he became a Tancred Fellow. During his residence at Cambridge, he devoted himself more to the study of astronomy than any other science. On leaving Cambridge in 1789, he settled at Bury St Edmunds and began to practice as a physician, but met with so little success that he soon removed to London. Shortly after his arrival, he became a candidate for the office of physician to St George's Hospital, but was defeated by the election of his principal opponent, Dr Pemberton. It is stated that this circumstance had such an effect on Wollaston that he declared, in a moment of pique, he would abandon the profession and never more write a prescription, were it for his own father. This statement is, however, contradicted in a biographical notice of him, contained in the reports of the Astronomical Society, where it is affirmed that he continued to practice physic in London to the end of the year 1800 when an accession of fortune determined him to relinquish a profession he never liked and to devote himself entirely to science. On the 9th of May, 1793, Wollaston was elected a Fellow of the Royal Society and in June, 1797, appeared his first contribution to the Philosophical Transactions, being a paper on gouty and urinary concretions, from this period until his decease, Wollaston was a constant contributor to the transactions, as well as to various scientific journals. His papers in the philosophical transactions amount to 39, and, in addition to strictly chemical subjects, include memoirs in astronomy, optics, mechanics, acoustics, mineralogy, crystallography, physiology, and botany. On the 30th of November, 1804, he was elected Junior Secretary to the Royal Society, and on the death of Sir Joseph Banks in June, 1820, succeeded him in the President's Chair, until the anniversary, November the 30th of the same year, when he retired in favour of Sir Humphrey Davy, to whom, at the election, he gave the whole weight of his influence. In the years 1804-1805, Wollaston first made known to the world the existence of the two metals 
palladium and rhodium, which he found were contained in the ore of platinum associated with osmium and iridium, two metals discovered about the same time by Mr. Tennant. In 1809, he showed that the supposed new metal, tantalum, was identical with columbium, previously discovered by Mr. Hatchett, and shortly before his death, he transmitted to the Royal Society a communication constituting the Bakerian Lecture of 1828, in which he fully describes his ingenious method of rendering platinum malleable. From this invention he is stated to have acquired more than £30,000. Dr. Wollaston's knowledge was more varied and his tastes less exclusive than any other philosopher of his time except Cavendish. But optics and chemistry are the two sciences in which he made the greatest discoveries. To him we owe the first demonstration of the identity of galvanism and common electricity, and the first explanation of the cause of the different phenomena exhibited by them. Dr. Wollaston was accustomed to carry on his experiments in the greatest seclusion, and with very few instruments. He was also endowed with an extreme neatness of hand, and invented the most ingenious methods of determining the properties and constituents of very minute quantities of matter. It is related by Dr. Paris, in his Life of Davy, that a foreign philosopher once calling on Wollaston with letters of introduction expressed a great desire to see his laboratory. Certainly, replied Wollaston, and immediately produced a small tray containing some glass tubes, a blowpipe, two or three watch glasses, a slip of platinum, and a few test tubes. Another anecdote is told of him that, having been engaged one day in inspecting a monster galvanic battery constructed by Mr. Children, he accidentally met, on his way home, a brother chemist, who knew of Mr. Children's grand machine, and uttered something about the inconvenience of it being of such an enormous size. On this, Wollaston seized his friend by the button, led him into a by-corner, where, taking from his waistcoat pocket a tailor's thimble which contained a galvanic arrangement, and pouring into it the contents of a small file, he astonished his friend by immediately heating a platinum wire to a white heat. He also produced platinum wire so extremely fine as to be nearly imperceptible to the naked eye. Towards the close of the year 1828, Wollaston became dangerously ill with disease of the brain. Feeling his end approaching and being unable to write himself, he employed an amanuensis to write accounts of such of his discoveries and inventions as he was unwilling should perish with him. And in this manner, some of his most important papers were communicated to the Royal Society. It is a curious fact that, in spite of the extensive cerebral disease under which he laboured, his faculties continued unclouded to the very last. When almost at the point of death, one of his friends having observed, loud enough for him to hear, that he was unconscious of what was passing around him, Wollaston made a sign for pencil and paper, and then wrote down some figures, and after casting up the sum, returned the paper. The amount was found to be correct. Dr. Wollaston died on the 22nd of December, 1828, at the age of 62, only a few months before his great scientific contemporaries, Sir Humphrey Davy 
and Dr. Thomas Young. He was buried in Chislehurst Churchyard, Kent. Dr. William Henry gives the following summary of his character. Dr. Wollaston was endowed with bodily senses of extraordinary acuteness and accuracy, and with great general vigour of understanding. Trained in the discipline of the exact sciences, he had acquired a powerful command over his attention, and had habituated himself to the most rigid correctness both of thought and language. He was sufficiently provided with the resources of the mathematics to be enabled to pursue with success profound inquiries in mechanical and optical philosophy, the results of which enabled him to unfold the causes of phenomena not before understood, and to enrich the arts connected with those sciences by the invention of ingenious and valuable instruments. In chemistry he was distinguished by the extreme nicety and delicacy of his observations, by the quickness and precision with which he marked resemblances and discriminated differences, the sagacity with which he devised experiments and anticipated their results, and the skill with which he executed the analysis of fragments of new substances, often so minute as to be scarcely perceptible by ordinary eyes. He was remarkable, too, for the caution with which he advanced from facts to general conclusions, a caution which, if it sometimes prevented him from reaching at once the most sublime truths, yet rendered every step of his ascent a secure station, from which it was easy to rise to higher and more enlarged inductions. Wells' History of the Royal Society, with Memoirs of the Presidents, London, 1848. Sketches of the Royal Society, etc., by Sir John Barrow, Baronet, Fellow of the Royal Society, London, 1849. End of chapter 51